0: I'm Kate Northrup.
1: And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
1: Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: This is Kate. Mike just told me that if I'm nice, he might go get me kombucha tomorrow. That is why I'm looking at you like that.
1: This is what happens every week. Are you going to Portland tomorrow?
0: (laughs) You go to Portland a lot of days.
1: I go to Portland maybe once a week.
0: I think more like three times a week.
1: No. I don't.
0: Portland is the big city, folks. It, we it's live fifth, outside okay, okay, of Portland, okay. and it's fifteen minutes and to it, get there.
1: And it takes fifteen minutes. It's not like we have traffic. There's not a thing to deal with here. At seven o'clock in the morning, there's traffic, but I we hardly ever sit in that. I forget sometimes. But uh, every week, it's. Are you going to the, to Portland to get kombucha?
0: There's this really great place in Portland called Root Wild Kombucha, and it is. All local, locally sourced ingredients. A lot of it's foraged by the owner and they do like a blueberry echinacea and then like a ginseng elderberry and it's just wonderful and we have growlers and we get them filled up every week or Mike goes to Portland and fills them up each Mm -hmm. week. Um, But I am looking on at expanding my outsourcing because I had a Maven Masterclass today with Rachel Rogers, whose company is called Hello7 and we talked about hiring and outsourcing. We did a whole Maven Masterclass on it for Origin, which is gonna be live in November. I'm feeling quite proud of myself about how ahead of the game I am on the content. And she said something, which I'm gonna give you a teaser here, whether you're a member of Origin or not. Here's a little teaser about the interview. She said that she recommends that people's first hire is not like a virtual assistant or an online business manager it is a personal assistant because she said for women business owners many times the time and energy is being taken up in their lives and in their minds by the personal household stuff and if they could just get that off their plate then they would be able to really go for it with their businesses and i thought that was pretty genius what do you think agreed yeah
1: What's interesting about this conversation right now is that, well, I just read an article yesterday that women spend 25 hours a week doing household things.
0: This is not surprising. But like,
1: I feel like the household things, like you have taken, like the kids have always been like a, but most of the household things until recently is that I was doing them.
0: No, I mean, I think you and I both do laundry. I'm the one who thinks more about food and dinner. Yeah i do all the kids appointments and supplements Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. thinking about all that stuff and then you do all of the outdoor maintenance
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i mean yeah balance is quite i think that you and i actually have a pretty good balance going on i think you just do so much more than other men that you might think that you do more no i don't really
1: compare myself to other men (laughs) Um, what they're doing inside of their house.
0: Anyway, I want to do less. So yeah. I, regardless of you and I, I'm hiring somebody to help.
1: No, I think it goes so, back to Tiffany Dufu's book and conversation we had on our podcast.
0: Yes. If you have not listened to that episode, go back, also read her book, Drop the Ball. Phenomenal, phenomenal woman. and book. We should probably get out our spreadsheet about home stuff and just decide who's doing what but i think we should just take it all off of our plates and
1: i would love have somebody that. else do it mm-hmm. well folks it summer in maine is coming to a close it is happening it is cold at like 53 degrees <laughs> that was Fahrenheit. like a rah,
0: rah. <laughs> like, yeah in terms of a segue and a transition <laughs> that was like out of left field well, that's are a- we gonna do a review
1: Yeah, I'm going to do a review. I just wanted to say, you know, it's like... just
0: wanted to talk about the the weather.
1: weather. (laughs) But no, it just talks about... I would say what's interesting about what our life for this summer has been is that we're doing more summer travel in September than we did the whole summer, which is actually really nice. Because in Maine, it's like most people are out of here from out of state. It's a huge tourist destination places. Like if you on Sunday afternoons leaving maine I mean, you could sit, you can sit in traffic for two to three hours.
0: It's called Vacation Land.
1: Yeah, Vacation Land. But uh, yeah, we're getting ready to go to a gun quit mm-hmm. or I guess by the time this comes out, we've already been to a gun quit mm-hmm. and back. I think this. When's this coming out?
0: Next Tuesday.
1: I will be heading to Columbus the next day. Yeah, yeah. hanging out with Bradley. Okay, so <laughs> we have a. What's so funny? Bradley and I are going to hang out.
0: I know it's great. It's my
1: birthday, people. Give it's Mike's out.
0: birthday tomorrow on the day that this podcast goes live it's mike's birthday september happy happy birthday virgo man
1: we should do a whole what is mike grateful for on his 37th birthday all right i'm grateful for this podcast that megan bennett left and it's review oh yeah review on our podcast from canada i keep sharing episodes of the kate and mike show with my girlfriends and colleagues because there is so much wisdom and love in these episodes Super supportive for expanding what I think is possible with my work. Time management, in parentheses, do less. Per- parenting and marriage. It's an empowering, honest, and authentic fun and always fills me up. Hmm. With a heart emoji. Thanks, guys. Much love from the shores of Georgian Bay. The Georgian
0: on- Bay. That's where Ontario, Sarah's... Ontario, Canada. Family houses.
1: Kate, I can't wait to see you in kripalu in january 2020
0: i love that you're coming amanda to kripalu thank you for listening to the kate and mike show thank you for leaving a review if anybody else wants to come to kripalu i am teaching a weekend a plan your do less have more year two and a half day retreat at kripalu i'm very excited about it i've never that's actually a lie i was gonna say i've never taught at kripalu before i have taught at kripalu before and i'm teaching there again (laughs) And you can learn about it over at KateNorthrop dot com forward slash events. was not
1: that where reveal was? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I'll also be speaking at Dr. Shafali Sabari's Evolve Conference, um in Long Beach, California in October. I'll be speaking at the Mothering Honestly Summit in Detroit in October. And I and then the Kripalu thing. Are there any other ones?
1: Well we're no, attending
0: we're attending Amy Porterfield's Entrepreneur Experience. Yep. And I'm also speaking at James Wedmore's Business by Design live event. But no one can get tickets for that. so
1: It's only if you're a member of his course. But
0: if you're a member of so his So that's in his October.
1: Stuff, so we're doing a RV road trip with the girls in 10 October. 10 days
0: in Southern California. Yep. Danica Brisha is lending us her RV. If you don't follow her, she's great. She's the owner. You can rent
1: it as well. She,
0: you can rent it, yeah. She's created a company called Model Meals. And it's a whole 30 meal delivery service in certain cities in the United States. Anywho, so we're headed on the road in September and October quite a bit. We'll also be at our friend Maria Forleo's uh, Everything is Figure Outable book launch on September 9th. I bet some Kate and Mike Show listeners will be there. So please come say hello. We're in Kenny Bunkport on Saturday night out on a date night. And I heard this voice behind me being like, Kate, Kate. And so I turn around and it was this wonderful woman and her husband also out on a date night. And she had read my book because her life coach recommended it. So thank you, life coach, who recommended my book to this woman. And she was so funny because she was like apologizing for bothering us. And I was like, nope, you're totally making my night. And so if you happen to see us out and about, please always say hi. I love to say hi to Mm -hmm. our listeners and to our community okay so today well, done.
1: we got another oh, review gosh. here okay
0: so amanda message mike at mike j watts on instagram
1: well it's megan is the proper name
0: oh <laughs> i'm not sure who amanda yeah, is see, i'm
1: reading <laughs> reviews from our listeners and kate went into our whole like this is where i'm talking okay. you know all about our events so let's get back to the people here but it is good there's always and megan
0: there... i'm excited to see you in <laughs> yeah
1: Acropolis. So, there is a lot more events that Kay will be speaking at as we are she wants to gear up and speak at more events so uh reflection reflect this this is from w and h w and h this is also from canada because i am in the canadian review section right now jesus holy smokes we're doing a nighttime episode here Oh first off I can't speak anyway now we're doing it at night. Get in together. Refreshing. Have you been wearing
0: an all red outfit all all day? No.
1: No I just put it <laughs> this on. This is new. Okay. Yeah. Refle- <laughs> refreshingly authentic. <laughs> what happens is I just go into my <laughs> my <laughs> Drawers, and I just pull out a shirt that I want to wear, and I pull out pants, and many times they're the same color. He
0: has like an all red outfit, he has many mm-hmm. all blue outfits, and definitely at least one all green. But right now, he's wearing his red t shirt and his red shorts.
1: <laughs> the best is when I wear a blue shirt, blue shorts, and then I go work out with blue my hat, blue, with blue my sneakers, blue shoes. Okay, um, thank you. This is M or excuse me, W and H. <laughs> Thank you both for, so much for sharing yourselves with the world. I learn a lot from the content, but much more from the honest dialogue that you have with each other. You can go much deeper many times that I'm expecting and love it. Oh, you go much deeper many times than I'm <laughs> expecting and I love it. I was reading it. I and love I'm like, this it. I would love it if they
0: said you could. <laughs> <laughs> you could really go deeper many times yeah, yeah. i like, like oh thank you is, for the feedback i do everything
1: where i add words to sentences <laughs> yes
0: you do reading isn't your thing
1: that's probably like that's okay is that a th- i would be diagnosed with something probably Probably, um, yeah i guess we're at this point we're all diagnosed with something <laughs> it is helping me to give myself the freedom to be more authentic by listening to what you model for us thank you i love that well thank you very much
0: All right. Message Mike. He's going to send you something in the mail.
1: Yeah. On Instagram at Mike J. Watts, please.
0: Okay. Enough chatting. We are going to talk about our topic today, which I'm pretty psyched about. It is the five biggest mistakes that digital course creators make. I will say Mike and I have been in the digital course game since 2013. We have made... I've been
1: since 2010.
0: okay great okay well i was i was an affiliate of many digital courses before yeah
1: so that means you've been in the game longer
0: but creating my own digital because this is not a podcast about affiliate marketing though that would actually be a great topic for us to do i'm writing that down yeah because we're really good at it but that's well actually well yeah
1: we're kind Um, of good we're decent okay i'll give ourselves credit we're great
0: i think we're good at it
1: no we're good and then, but you also, you hesitated as well there. you s-
0: No, I didn't hesitate. I was going to say we are really good at it. And part of the reason we are doing this episode is oh, yeah. because we are proud partners of Amy Porterfield and her Digital Course Academy. But regardless of that, this is going to be a value-packed episode with lots of great details. So...
1: I was referring to like products that we use on a regular where we could do share a little bit more with it. Like oh stuff like entrepreneurs. We can always or, get better. Yes, correct. Yeah. So there's that avenue. Right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. anyway, we Got are it.
0: massively on a tangent. Mike and I no, we are have sold focused. over five thousand of the money love course. So that particular digital course has made us more than seven figures. We have also created the ultimate online business playbook feng shui for financial freedom, the most recent do less immersion, and a whole bunch of other things. And so we've been in the digital course game a long time and we're good at it. And we've also made mistakes. So we are coming from the perspective of both having worked with many people who are digital course creators, having been digital course creators, and the fact that basically like a huge reason that we have a seven figure business and have the freedom to pop out and take our kids wherever we want, whenever we want, and, you know, go to Pilates in the middle of the day and do whatever else it is that we want to do is because of digital courses. So that's cool. They're such a great way to create leverage in your business and to stop doing certain things that bring you down. So if you want to do less of certain things, I would recommend you do more digital course creating so you can create some freedom and some leverage in your business. So we've got the five biggest mistakes that digital course creators make, according to us, and we want you to not make these mistakes so that whether you are creating your first digital course, whether you've created them in the past and you want to improve upon them, we want you to be as successful as possible and not waste your valuable time. And so if you listen into these mistakes, then you can not make them or stop making them if you're making them right now. So what would you like to say?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, we're going to talk about digital courses right here, but it's, it comes down to leverage inside of your business, which Kate said. So with the internet, the beautiful part is that you can use it to leverage things, right? And so if you have a local business, you can get on Google and Yelp and all these other these websites that allow to bring traffic to your local area. So if you're not leveraging something like that, this is also part of what we're talking about as well is to create something for your business that allows it to work when you're asleep instead of thinking about like, it's not easy, you know, it's not like money just pours in, right? Let's get really clear on that. That's not and this. We're going to
0: talk about that. That's item number three.
1: Right. But there's also, I know what we're talking about for our items, but there's that, the piece where you can, the fantasy part of it, where especially men, young men create this fantasy more than anything else. It's young just, men
0: who want to drive Lamborghinis, yeah, yeah, and do yeah. ridiculous That's things. That's right.
1: I'm reading books in my garage with my Lamborghini. Of course, all of us have seen probably Ty Lopez's internet ads, but um, it's like he does not come up on
0: my feed, and for that, I am grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not following the things that would pinpoint me. You're as not a potential, his target audience, uh, are you? Think
1: <laughs> his target audience is is young men, I, right? I, I know. So it's it's like the not getting swept away in kind of the fast, like we're going to sell a bunch of stuff and then sit on the beach and retire for the rest of our lives. Cause that's not reality for yeah most people. There is a very small segment of someone that like is able to crush it in a very short period of time and do it, but that's not reality for everyone. So we want to create, this is what we're talking about today is very sustainable for business in the short term and in the long term so it's creating something that is sustainable that we're putting into practice
0: all right so number one is one of the biggest mistakes i see within women in origin and just kind of folks on the internet especially when they're saying like i've created this whole course and it's not selling like what am i doing wrong one of the things you may very well be doing wrong is not being clear and specific enough About the result that you are promising. So, we talked about this in the episode on how to get more people to buy what you're selling. So, you can go back to that episode, it's linked up in the show notes, where a lot of folks focus on the how instead of the what. So, you want, let's pretend you were selling a yoga course, like a digital yoga course. <laughs> like just pulled like some random thing out of under a seat cushion The kids left down in the basement. <laughs> it's part of the snot sucker. If any of you have the nose Frida, it's the hose part of the snot sucker. And that's hilarious. So anyway, that's happening. I was behind the scenes over here. <laughs> so anyway, like let's pretend you're selling a yoga course and you might... In your marketing copy and in your Facebook lives and in your emails be talking about oh it's 57 asana you know poses and it's 69 you know meditations and it's 127 hours of yoga like you might be really focusing on the features but what we really need to be focusing on are the benefits so if you're teaching digital courses on yoga if I were you I would focus in on something, whether it's stress reduction, whether it's flexibility, whether it's mobility, you know, whatever it is that you know your people are going to want. But you need to communicate about the result that you are offering, not the offer itself. So 90% result, 10% the offer itself, because people buy the promise. They're not buying yoga they're buying what yoga is going to do for them. So apply that to whatever digital course you want to create. And by the way, if you don't know what type of digital course you want to create and you're not sure and you don't even know if you have a good idea, our friend Amy Porterfield has created a $10 million digital course empire. And she has... almost Oh, al- nearly $10 million. She's on
1: pace to do it this year.
0: Great. I have no doubt she'll do it. She has a great resource that you can go through to help you decide what idea to go forward with, what to name your course, et cetera. And you can go over to katenorthup.com forward slash Amy. You'll get her free quiz and you'll also get her ultimate course creation starter kit. So anyway, that was number one, though, not being clear and not being specific enough, especially about the result that you are selling or offering
1: yeah that is the issue with a lot of things right like we we had kinder hall on here her episode has not come out yet but (laughs) (laughs) it's coming though (laughs) we recorded it but she wrote a book called stories that stick right and so it's a great fantastic book highly recommend picking it up it's for available for pre-order right now she is talking about how businesses don't tell enough stories and they're like buy this or buy that and do this and do that And it's like, what's the purpose behind it? Like, what is the story that this has created? So a lot of times when we are putting our products into the world, it's like we could just tell a better story about it. And if we think about if if saying like, oh, I have to be more specific with my product is more is challenging. Like you can't come up with it is write a story about it. It's like have someone. I said it right there. It's like, yeah, we did a podcast together yesterday and Kate told me before we got on here that I said that it's like, a thousand times yesterday or something during the podcast well i just did it anyway it's telling a story about the features of the product that you are putting into the world the
0: benefits mostly
1: or excuse me the benefits of what the product is that is entering the world so you can just describe it and that can help be a little bit more specific the problem that we come across is when things are so vague right if i put a product in the market let's say kate's Right. If Kate's writing an email to everyone that exists in the world,
0: then I have no idea what to say. You have
1: no idea what to say. Right. But if you focus in on, let's just take a woman who has two children and lives in Maine. Right. I mean, that is Kate and it's much more specific. And then she can actually write to that target. She can shoot a video to that target. She can record a podcast of what that woman is going through, what it's like to be at home changing diapers and making dinner and you know all that stuff so it's in running a business at the same time and what in the stress that goes in with all of that stuff so it's it just dials it in now what we're going to talk about the next let's go to number two because it kind of jumps into that piece but that just to kind of wrap up number one that is the main issue with so many businesses
0: yes this is not by any means only applying to digital course creation it applies to Anything you are trying to get people to take action on.
1: Right. It you applies have to, to get buy-in. Personal relationships where it's like, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't care. I'm down for anything. You know, it's, it's like, okay, well, that's not helpful. What are you in the mood for? I'm in the mood for everything. Let's go get Mexican. No, I don't want Mexican. Well, it's just like, you just said you're in the mood for it. You know, so it's very, it's helpful if us operating in the world as well can be more specific with what we actually want. Right. And so as we are, we need to give our customers what they actually want as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you are telling a story, you know, think about the story from the perspective of what is the result that I am offering? Like when somebody goes through my course, What is going to change in their lives? What's going to change in their businesses? What will be different than how it is now? And how can I enroll them in that result? And this takes practice. And this is why, you know, studying copywriting, studying marketing is so important as a business owner. And we're not going to get into all of that today, but it's a really, really important. If you want to learn more about copywriting, you can go back and listen to our episode with Laura Belgray of Talking Shrimp. Dot com. She is hysterical and a great copywriter. Okay, Laura Belgray often listens to the Kate and Mike show. So Laura, if you're listening, shout out, sending you love. All right, so number two is, and I have to say I've made this mistake so many times, um, <laughs> teaching too much information. So thinking, right, so okay, you're charging somebody money for your digital course. Oftentimes we will then think, Well, to make it worth that, I need to give them everything I know. And if you tell your customers everything you know, you will overwhelm them and you will slow down their progress and their ability to get results. So teaching everything you know is too overwhelming. They'll be way less likely to finish the course and they might even ask for a refund. The number one reason people either cancel a membership or ask for a refund for a course is due to overwhelm. But if they see that you have a clear, laid out path, step by step, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, and they're going to instantly feel like, oh, I can do that. And so they'll go through, and the best way to get more customers is to have existing happy customers and be able to tell their stories and share their testimonials. So you don't want to over give. You don't want to over teach. You can certainly over deliver in other ways with extra support, with creating, you know, accountability pods or buddies within your program. I mean, there's so many with giving them cheat sheets or resource guides or templates there's so many different ways you can add value that do not include giving people more information. Nine times out of 10, giving people more information is actually not what they need. What they need is more support or resources or some other way to get results and implement the information you've already given them.
1: hmm smart.
0: This applies to webinars too, by the way. Teaching yeah. too much information just think about, like, will overwhelm people and will prevent them from buying on a
1: webinar. A great example is going to, let's just take a baseball game, right? I'm going to sign up to go see the Boston Red Sox because we're here in outside of Boston. When I get to the Boston Red Sox game, there's not two games going on, <laughs> right? There's not like a, there's not a, another game playing at the same time on the same field as the first game. It gets confusing. What the Boston Red Sox have mastered is to sell cheaper tickets for like 20 bucks all the way at the top because they know what their customer lifetime value is of somebody that walks into that door, right? Like, so if somebody spends $2,000 on a ticket, they are going to get free food and free drinks from the private bar that they get with those expensive seats. Why are they getting free food and free drinks? Because they've spent a lot of money to sit close. So it's a higher value, like kind of a customer, a person that pays $20 for a ticket is sitting at the top, but what do they have to do? They have to buy a $10 beer and they got to spend all the money on the food. So they're going to end up walking out of there where $20 ticket, $80 on all the stuff, the shirt, you know, everything else that they purchase. So the Boston Red Sox are very clear on offering not two items, like two games at the same time, but they have other benefits of getting to the stadium and what somebody is going to experience you have to think of it that the same way when they're going through your courses as well and the same thing as people are experiencing origin we've changed this a few times
0: we actually took away content yep we used to deliver four pieces of content every month and now we only deliver three
1: right because it was two people felt it was overwhelming it's too much information and one of the things that we're working on trying to fix now is like or it's, it's one of those ongoing things. It's like when, when a new person starts, when you log in and see all the past content, it can be very overwhelming to say like, okay, there's already 30 interviews. How am I going to go through all of these? You know? so it's, it's, it's the kind it's this. So it's taking people through a path to to create success with inside of that course and inside of the program. Right. So
0: they know what to do first, second and third. I'm not just giving them a member's area with all these pieces of content and they have no idea what to do with it yeah it's so tr- you want to think about that with your mem- with your course as well is like what's the clear path
1: right and if you're not good at this like if this isn't how like step one step two step three isn't how you think is somebody you know is yeah, and so it's help helpful her. to like map it all out and then if they're open to it like take them to dinner or something i don't know it's like just be like hey you got 20 minutes to spare and i can kind of i just need some help putting this thing together it's a very simple way or ask your existing customers. Like if you have existing customers, you can just ask them, you know, get one, have a couple, maybe five, schedule five interviews with people and just kind of walk them through what you're looking to doing and see what their feedback is.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's also the beauty of doing a beta round of a course is you can get feedback and yes. you know, I've, never done that before we did a beta launch of origin the membership we've never done a beta launch of a course but it's not that we wouldn't (laughs) we just never have okay so teaching too much information was number two number three this is huge this is huge 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 is not having any launch plan or not having a long enough runway for your launch i see this over and over again which is course creators think that when they record all of their modules and get it up in their members area that they're done and when they have a link on their website and then they're like why is nobody buying my thing because people are not paying attention you can't just put a web a link on your website and shoot out an email and be like hey I made this thing come buy it it's not enough the internet has too many things going on and it takes more work than that. I mean, I know I miss do less, but you have to do more when it comes to like, I just see this a lot. And and it's, I think that this gets back to what you were saying, Mike, with the fantasy of the internet is like, oh, well, I'll just record these videos and then I'll put them on the internet and then I'll be able to make all this money. And that's not how business works. I mean, you have to provide value for free you have to build that know like and trust factor you have to be showing up for your people so that they know that you even know what you're talking about and that you can get them results and then they will want to spend money with you but I see a lot of the word that's coming to me and this feels like an unkind word but I can't think it's like it feels, it's a little bit lazy. Like, oh, well, I should be able to just put this link up and do a Facebook post and I should be getting hundreds of customers. And it's like, no, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I don't know what the a better way to say it
1: is. It's like, what, it's like entitlement almost. Yeah, you know, it does like, feel
0: a little bit entitled. You're yeah. right. You're right. So just because just you like have I'm... a Wi-Fi connection and a laptop does not mean people should be flocking to your door. Like you really have to put in the time and put in the work. I mean, Mike and I have been at this for 10 years in the digital marketing space and I've been in business for 18 years and we are by no means the most successful folks out there but we've put in we've put in the time to learn to make mistakes and you know we didn't have 5000 money love course students overnight by any stretch of the imagination No, it's been
1: over 6 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know like that started 6 years ago. So it was and some people have done that much faster right with courses that they've created etc so but we've also like we've had more things fail than things that have been successful you know it's like things we're talking about right now origin the money love course that's two items
0: yeah the feng shui course launch was very successful yeah we just only did it once
1: right we only did it once right so it's but ongoing sustainable items or it's like those have been that's like kind of the two things item we've had a lot of courses that have sold like a couple product a couple times but it's not been very successful and
0: i will tell you why
1: primarily
0: is that number one we were not clear and specific enough and we did not have a clear enough launch plan or a clear enough runway to the launch so there's a whole science to having a runway to a launch we've talked about our friend Stu mclaren and he says the longer the runway the bigger the result. And so you want to be seeding your launch by ramping up and giving people an experience of getting wins and getting results so that when it comes time to offer your course, it's an obvious yes because you've built this Mm step-by-step process where you're giving them free resources, you're giving them wins, you're giving them access to you and your material so that when it comes to buy the course, it's just like a slam dunk and they're desperate for, not desperate, but they're like really craving more. And again, our friend Amy Porterfield is a genius at this. She has right now this ultimate course creation starter kit, which helps you answer the three key questions you need to answer in order to get your course started. And then she has the what type of course should I start quiz, which will tell you which of the six types of courses you should start with your particular type of business. And then it gives you a clear step by step action plan to go through. So one of our incubator members went, she and I were messaging back and forth about her course that she's launching this fall. And I was like, honestly, you need to go over and get Amy's resources because she will just give you this clear step-by-step plan for free and a framework. And this woman went and got it. And within an hour, she came back and she was like, oh, great. It's clear that I need to do this type of course. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to call it this. And she was like off to the races. And it was so cool to watch the process of wow people have clear needs people have clear questions they don't know what to call their course they don't know what type of course to create they don't know if they're on the right track and so amy's free resources which are her pre-launch ramp up answer those questions so that then when it's time for the next piece which will be her webinars they're then ready to do that and then at the webinars then they'll be ready to purchase the course mm-hmm. so it's beautifully done it does take some planning right it's, yeah. it's less it's it's not fly by the seat of your pants and by the way mike and i have done plenty of fly by the seat of our pants launches some of them have worked some of them not and i would say more and more people on the internet are becoming more sophisticated more savvy and they need more warming up than they did in 2010 when we got started,
1: yeah, people have a trust issue right now because we, because, yes, um, yeah, <clears throat> like the truth is up for negotiation at this point in time, right now, like in the United States of America, at least what's experiencing here is what is actually true, what is not true, right? Like, I, it's so this is a big thing where you see somebody online. I know I had a lot of people who I knew when I first started online who it was a lot of scamming was going on. And I don't want to say it in a negative light, but they were just like not selling great products. And because that's the way Google was working in 2007, 2008, you could literally put a website up and just make tons of money, right? That's what the whole web.com bubble was about as well in the early two thousands is you could just say it's a web.com. So it's worth $2 billion. Right. But it was crap because there was no revenue coming in for this website, but the people were making hand over fist and money. Right. And so there is this issue. It's not, an, it, it is an issue of who's truthful. What is truthful? What are people? There's so much stuff about word of mouth it is probably the most valuable thing that exists today. So it depends on where you are in business as well. Like Kate's talking about building out your launch and how long of a runway that you need with it if your business started yesterday well it's going to take you have to give yourself patience and time of your business growing but you could come up with an idea today and implement that tomorrow because you have very low obstacles right like you could reach out to five people and say here's my new business opportunity here's my new service we have a friend our neighbor who started a who like put a business plan together put it together started going out there. And she literally had clients the first week that she went out into the world because she spent the upfront work getting very clear on who her target audience is, who is she want what does she want to actually do? And she was able to make it very specific on what her offer was. And so it doesn't necessarily say like, Oh, I'm not going to make money for years from now. Oh, right. Yeah, like no. we're talking about like it. if in our situation for our business, we have people that work with us, you know, like employees so there's a little bit of a more boundaries that we have to go through to go from an idea to implementation. there's more people involved there's systems that are involved, and then it take and then it's like being a little bit more methodic around things. So we are most of the time a little bit slower, I would say than somebody that could be brand new doing things
0: yeah, but you're also talking about our neighbor who was offering a service so that's very different because you can email five people and say i'm offering this versus a course no correct is kind of a different animal and i even though yes we might need to go a little bit slower because we have more processes and systems and stuff i stand by not that it's going to take you years but i don't think it would be a great idea for most people listening to like come up with a course idea today and then launch next week
1: See, I disagree. You know, okay. honestly, I disagree with you. Because the Money Love course, we came up with an idea sitting at a restaurant. We put it together that weekend and we went live. But here's you, here you know, was the
0: difference. I had been blogging every under, single yes, week for three years. Correct. And I had been teasing the content about the book. And I had been teaching these women and wealth workshops. That was all part of the launch runway.
1: No, I understand in that. In a way. But that's not what... I'm talking about creating, taking an idea, creating it and bringing it to the market. Does not have to have a long runway to be able to do. You built trust over time with what you were doing and someone else could be doing the exact same thing. So if our friend was like, I don't want to do a service based business anymore. I want to do a course and I can literally bust this out on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then start selling it to people on Monday. That possibility is is there. It absolutely is. I don't want people to get stuck in this. It's like, I don't want people to think about like they have to do that. Like sometimes with courses, what happens and this moves into our other point that's on here is about perfectionism. And it's thinking that everything has to be perfect before we go live. This is why the number one reason people do not produce things. They spend too much time on like, I got to get the perfect website and I got to get the perfect headshots and I got to get the perfect software systems to create what, how I'm going to sell this thing or where it's going to go. And like all of these things that take away from focusing on who this is actually for and bringing it to the customer. So that's why I'm, I'm this, this is my disagreement with this is like a lot of times there's too much focus on what the perfectionism is. And this is what stops us from producing things, bringing it to the world when it comes to the courses, especially when it comes to us, you know, it's like if, this is my first time recording on camera, if this is my first time using a certain microphone, using a certain software, it's going to be a longer process as it is. I mean, the marketing of it and the runway is very, very important because you're building trust. You're building credibility for who you are into the world. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to this. So it was kind of moved into our other point.
0: Yes, I completely agree. You don't want to be a perfectionist, but I also just want to say if you've not been building a runway and you have an idea and you go launch your course next week, I just want to temper people's expectations. Oh yeah. No,
1: I agree. You're going to sell zero.
0: Exactly. So what I'm saying is having no launch plan and no free launch content and no runway is a huge mistake because you're not going to make any sales or you'll make a few. And so, Am I saying be a perfectionist about it? No, because I am totally not a perfectionist. But I am saying give your work the respect it deserves by having some kind of launch plan. And that could be three Facebook Lives. Like I'm not saying we have a, ve- we have a very simple launch plan, like a how to launch the do less way within Origin. And we've had, it's, it's five simple steps. And we've had our members go through that guide and launch and have amazing results and be very, very simple about it. So I'm not saying it needs to be complicated, Mm -hmm. but there needs to be some sort of strategy other than sending your list an email being like, Hey, I made this thing. Do you want to buy it? Which may get you a few sales, but you'll get more if you have some kind of strategy around it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So that brings us. We're talking about the same thing. We are just
1: doing it different ways.
0: We are. So that brings us to item number four, which is kind of connected to the first thing, which is not, not being clear and specific enough, but it's a little bit different in that it is not understanding who your ideal customer is and not knowing how to communicate with them. So I see this a lot where a business owner will have been steeped in their content and their material for so long that they've forgotten what their customer actually needs and what their customer is actually struggling with on a daily basis. And so there's kind of a disconnect in the language of how to communicate. So for example, let's pretend, like let's say that you've been studying with these spiritual teachers for years and you're just like super in this esoteric place where you talk about, I can't even speak this way because I don't speak this way, but like, you know, you're just really talking about these sort of amorphous states of consciousness but your ideal customer is like just trying to figure out how to get the laundry done and get her kids to daycare without losing her mind in the morning and you're talking about this alternate state of consciousness and theta waves and beta consciousness and alpha and whatever and like it's not going to connect, right? It's just not going, she's not going to have any idea what you're talking about. And I think that that's an extreme example, but I think that we can oftentimes, especially if we created a course that is for a customer who is like ourselves, but several years ago. So maybe you created a course that would have helped you with something that you were struggling with five years ago. And now you're not struggling with that thing anymore and now you're communicating about your program from your current life circumstances, and you've forgotten what things were like before. So I see that a lot. And, and it really comes down to what Mike said, which is talking to your customers, listening to them. You can listen to them on social media. You can ask them questions. I do a lot of like on my Instagram stories, I'll just say, hey, what are you struggling with when it comes to this? XYZ, send me a DM. I get the best ideas from that because I hear your language and I hear what's happening in your daily life. And then I think, well, can I help with that? A, can I help with that? And if I can, B, that's so great because I never would have articulated it that way. But now I understand that that's what you're struggling with. So for as an example, we opened up applications to our Origin Incubator and Origin Mastermind last week. In my communications with people on Instagram stories, it came up over and over and over again that what people wanted was accountability, which is so fascinating. That would not have been in my consciousness. It just, I don't know, just not a thing for me, but just because you don't have a problem with that, I don't, but just because it's not a thing for me doesn't mean it's not a thing for other people. And that is where we have to get out of our own selves And get focused on our customer and talk to them in their own language. Great. Yeah.
1: I don't have anything else to add. I think you covered it.
0: Okay. And then the fifth one you already touched on, which is don't wait for things to be perfect because they're never going to be. We have an Origin Incubator member who is just really getting started with running ads and tweaking her website and and working sort of in the online space for the first time. And I reminded her to fall in love with the tweaking process because this is what it is. Like this is running a business. Cause Mm -hmm. I think that she had this idea that you just kind of like get the copy all correct and get your funnel all correct and get the ads all correct and then you're done. Yeah. And it just like, I just was like, well, so congratulations, you're running an online business and it is a process of tweaking and refining and testing and seeing. And the great news is once you launch your digital course once, you can launch it over and over and over again and you'll get better every time. So don't worry about it being perfect the first time out of the gate because I guarantee you, even if you make zero sales, you will be further along than if you hadn't launched at all because if you don't launch at all, you'll have zero learning. But if you launch and then don't make any sales. A, nobody knows. So who cares? Well, I understand financially it may be an issue. But like, it's not like other people on the internet are paying attention and know behind the scenes. Like when we've had our big, big fails, it's so funny. A couple of years ago, we kind of bombed a launch and uh, I had friends messaging me being like, oh my God, your launch looks so amazing. Like, congratulations. people! <laughs> people must be like going nuts for this. I was just like, uh, nope. I mean, we made a few sales, but it was like it, five. It was, it was eight. Or eight. It was nothing like we had expected. It was horrible. But it was such a great.
1: We expected 200.
0: I, or we, maybe 100. I don't remember.
1: We, we thought 200 we, sales based oh, off the had, numbers that we had.
0: I mean, and we could pick apart that launch. And I think and I will eight. in a Facebook live on like what yeah. went wrong there. And what went wrong with that course in general? But it was such a great reminder of like, nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes. So if you put something out there and you screw up, by the way, we've screwed up on every single launch in one way or another, whether it was a broken link or like, you know, typos or me screwing up on the webinar or there's always going to be stuff every single launch. We've never had a perfect launch and we never will. And there's no such thing as a perfect course. So you just have to get out there and do it. Yep. So in review, number one is not being clear and specific enough about the result that you're offering. Number two is teaching too much information and thinking that the way to make your course better is to add more information to it. Number three is not having enough of a launch runway or a clear enough launch plan. Number four is not understanding your ideal customer and not knowing how to communicate with them in their own language. And number five is waiting for things to be perfect. So if you're a digital course creator or you want to be, you want to get doing less one on one work, you want to create more leverage, whatever it may be, or you just know that you have this knowledge that other people need, which by the way, we all do know something. We all have expertise that somebody else could use. You can go over to katenorthrup.com forward slash Amy. Get yourself access to the free Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit where you will have the three most important questions answered that you need to answer yourself to get your course started. And then you'll also get the quiz, which is to learn which type of course to create in the first place.
1: And let us know what you create. Please do. I want to know. I want to know
0: and get out there and make something because you'll yep. learn.
1: Even if it's not a digital course. Like, what's, that's what this episode's about.
0: Make something else.
1: Just make something. <laughs> Do it, people. Do it.
0: Thanks for listening. In 2013, we had a dream to create a way for a large number of people to access. Information that we had that we knew could help them get out of debt and change their financial lives. Mike and I created our first digital course called the Money Love Course, and we were able to cut way back on doing other things in our business that we no longer wanted to do because of the leverage that that digital course allowed us. To create. However, I wish, I wish, I wish at that time I had known the things I know now. And one of those things is that there are six distinct types of courses. And if you want to create a digital course to create more leverage, then you need to know which type to create. So my friend, Amy Porterfield has created a two minute quiz to find out which course you should create based on your goals, your audience, and where you're at in your business. And once you take the quiz, she'll hook you up with the action steps you need to take first to bring your digital course to life. Oh, how I wish. I had known this back in 2013, I would have saved us so much time, so much energy, and we would have made so much more money, but we know it now and you can too. So head over to katenorthup.com forward slash Amy to find out which type of course you should create and what action steps to get started. KateNorthup.com forward slash Amy.